Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Taking Back Tuesdays. I am your host, Melissa Mitchell, and I have a great guest on today. Her name is Michelle, and she is going to share her story with us. So, Michelle, thank you so much for coming on. And um, yeah, I'd like to love to hear what you have to say. Well, thank you for having me today, Melissa. I'm really excited to be here. This is my very first podcast, and it's been a lifelong goal of mine to be on one. That's amazing. I know. So I love it. I have this opportunity to talk with you today. So thank you. You're very welcome. Do you realize, I was thinking back to this, do you realize that we've known each other for close to 20 years already? That's insane. Because I was, (laughs) I was, we were both really young when we met. How old do you think you were? I, okay, so I think you were about 20, so I was maybe 27 or 28. Yeah. And I remember meeting back at your cousin, my best friend's bachelorette party in South Haven, Michigan. Yes. And I, after meeting you and your sister, Megan, we connected. We always had so much fun, lots of laughs. And, but through the years, I think we've seen each other at weddings, showers. Remember we ran into each other at that beer fest? Yeah, in the city. Yeah, that was so random. Also, you were the first person who ever introduced me to Blue Moon beer. (laughs) You were drinking it. That was actually like, I had never liked beer before then. That is such a good one. I must have been 21 because I could drink. I did not drink at all till I was 21. So you're saying I introduced you to alcohol. Yeah. Well, you introduced me to beer. I was definitely already drinking like Long Island, which is not the way to go. Um, But yes. So anyway, really, really long time. I know. But now. Recently, I've been following you on social media, and I've been following your journey with brain cancer. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, you're such an inspiration to me with Thank you. such positive energy, and your outlook is incredible. And Thank so you. much so that I wanted to be a guest on your show. I love it. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So I've been thinking to myself that, you know, you have this story, but the more I think about just like my life journey, I really also have a story to tell. So I would just love to get into it if it's okay with you. It is 100% okay. Okay. So I, I thought a lot about this. I'm a big thinker. And, you know, people might be asking themselves, like, why this lady? Like, what is her purpose of being here? You know, why did she want to do this in the first place? And there was a common theme that kept coming to mind. And a word that just kept popping out in my mind, and it's perseverance, like not to give up because we're all worth it. And yes. I don't know if you listen to Glennon Doyle at all, but she's one of my idols. And I've she- read her all of her books, yes. but no, I, I don't listen to podcasts anymore just because I don't drive. But um, okay. I, I love Glennon, yes. So you create them, but you don't listen to them. Exactly. <laughs> no, I listen to audiobooks and songs, but no more podcasts. It's hard to keep up with all of them. You no, know, you are correct. But her message is always, we can do hard things. And I'm like, you know what? That's kind of my overall like message for this podcast. So just to get into it, um, many people don't know this about me. I was also diagnosed with cancer and, you know, that C word, it, it always makes me like when I just say that word out loud it's hard for me so I feel like I'm making progress um but more specifically I had melanoma Mm -hmm. and some people may not know it's a pretty severe type of skin cancer probably the worst of the worst Mm -hmm. 
so through it all, you know, there were a lot of hardships, anxiety that that diagnosis brought. And it's really completely changed my life and changed me forever, just having to deal with that experience. Um, I feel like it has helped me like build my inner strength and just persevere through hard times. Um, And I just learned that, you know, no matter how dark life seems to be, that you can create your own life. And I feel like that's what you're doing. Like you're creating this podcast, you have, you're putting yourself out there and being vulnerable and I really appreciate that too. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Do you want me to get into my story now? Absolutely. Okay. So I, just to give you a little history on me, I don't know um, if you know this, but I've always been super health conscious person. I've historically been an athlete. I love to run. Like even Colleen and I did uh, some half marathons together. You know, I, always been a very active, healthy person. Uh And, you know, even now, anything from riding bikes to kayaking, um, I love doing all of that. And I'm always good about my yearly physicals, whether it be dental or, you know, just my general practitioner. I just, Uh you know, have that healthy mindset. Yes. So I remember um, shortly I gave, after I gave birth to my second son, Um, It was time to go to the dermatologist. So I went on time as usual. And, um, you know, I, the doctor asked me if I had any moles that were concerning. And, you know, I had a few here and there, but I didn't think anything, you know, too much about any of them. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I went, checked it off my list of things to do. And then went back home to my two beautiful boys Mm -hmm. who at the time were um, two two years old and three months. Wow. Um, I know. They were so little, and now mm-hmm. they're 12 and 14. So wow. that, that was a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was on maternity leave at the time. So, you know, we were in our groove. I was feeling all the love. My husband was um, working from home. So I felt like everything was going pretty smoothly. Not mm-hmm. all the time, of course. <laughs> but, right. of course. you know. Everything was running pretty smoothly. And then so about two days after going to the dermatologist, I remember the phone rang. Mm-hmm. And on the caller ID, it said LaGrange Dermatologist Clinic. And I, Melissa, I can picture this like it was yesterday. I'm sitting yeah. there rocking my baby. My two-year-old is clenched to my leg. Oh my and God. I answer the phone. And it was the doctor, which I thought was a little unusual. Yeah. You know, that it wasn't a- like the receptionist. Yeah, it wasn't the reception, it wasn't the nurse. So when Mm -hmm. I heard her voice, you know, I just had this feeling, this might not be good. And, you know, she's like, Michelle, do you have a minute? I have some good and bad news. And I'm like, please, just don't say it. Like, don't say there's something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, she proceeded with, you have melanoma. Oh, my God. Just like that. Just like that. And I was speechless. And for those of you who don't know me, that's pretty rare. Like I'm a talker. (laughs) So so I get my feelings out. But no, I, you know, it just kind of resonated with me and my body froze. And all I could think about was the fact that I thought I was dying. Like my inner voice was like, you're dying. You are dying. And I didn't really know what to do with that. And so that was the bad news. But the good news was that it was in sight to melanoma. So that means it's just on the surface. So 
that it most likely didn't spread to any other part of my body, Mm -hmm. um, which was great. So that was good. But still hearing that word just felt like death to me. Totally. Um, It was awful. So, um, you know, she was like, well, if you want to come in and see me in person, you know, just so we can talk more, that might be a good choice. So I agreed to do that. Um, so I hang up the phone and I'm holding on to my kiddos with all my might, mm-hmm. you know, that squeeze where it's like, I fiercely love you. You mean yeah. everything to me. But at the same time, I'm thinking in my mind, like, what if I die? What's mm-hmm. the boys, you know, their life will never be the same. And that's where my thoughts just spiraled out of control, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, that was definitely a hard day. And then second next, I had to call my husband and tell him. And um, of course he comes home right away. And he's kind of like that person who's so rational and reasonable. And he's like, we're going to get through this, you know, like that sounding board you need mm-hmm. that I needed then, but I still need every single day, you know, like that reasonable person where I'm more emotional and he's like the reasonable one in the relationship. So, you know, just, or logical, I should say. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I jumped in the car, went to the dermatologist and honestly, Melissa, I don't really remember much of that visit. Like I, it sounded like she was just talking and like, you know, phrases and like, I, it's like you, I didn't even feel like I understood anything she was saying. Um, but I know she's like, let's see if you need any further treatment, you know? Uh Um, so I don't know, like, I don't, don't know about through your journey, but I always like to get a second opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely thought that was a good idea. And I scheduled one with a dermatologist in Naperville. And I thought it would be nice to have my husband come just to have like the other set of ears, you know, his nose and whatnot. So this new doctor ended up being a godsend. Like he was my saving grace. It was like he knew exactly what I needed to hear and what I needed to be reassured that there was hope I would still live. You know, he was, I still feel so thankful that we found him. And yeah, he said that I needed to have something called a Mohs procedure, which is where they take more um, skin around the actual, the initial mole, just to see if it had spread. Um, so I did that about five days later and then I found out that it didn't spread and, you know, what a relief I was going to live. Like all I needed was to do my routine checks once a month. And, you know, you would think that, I mean, that was fantastic news, but like, I wasn't overly excited. You know, I wasn't like, you would think that I would be jumping for joy. I was just kind of complacent. Um, and I think it was because I just felt like my whole life had been turned something down. My whole life had been turned upside down. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I was happy, but I don't know. It still brought a whole nother issue into my life, which was obsessing over my health. So then I was constantly checking my skin and, you know, I would see a little, you know, a back on my finger and say, like, think to myself, oh, is that cancer? You know, oh, it's, it's multicolored or it's an unusual shape. So I became excessive about checking my body. Um, and then you should have seen me at the pool. I would put large amounts of sunscreen on. Like, have you ever seen that character from that movie Powder? Where, no. You know, I, I know. He was, like, very, very pale and had, like, white yes, eyelashes. To the yes. point where it was a little excessive. 
Um, I can kind of chuckle now, but I was, I was reapplying every half hour and it was just consuming my life. And so not only was I going through that, you know, it's like, I feel like I had this black cloud of fear that followed me everywhere, but then I had like the hormones from just having a baby. Mm -hmm. Um, so I decided to be in my best interest to go to a therapist and I did. Um, and I met this lovely woman. She was so great at like just gauging my personality and I'm a very like data person, like behavioral intervention. So she would give me strategies to use and different like cognitive therapies. And I remember her saying, this analogy, like worrying is like being on a treadmill, you're moving, but you're never going anywhere. And I'm like, that's yeah. such a great way to think about worrying. Yeah. Um, it's not really getting you anywhere in life. Or she would have me take my worry in my mind and put it on the conveyor belt and see it letting the worry go. So she was very behavioral, like behaviorally focused, which I did love. Um, but then she would ask me some pretty hard questions. Cause at that point I was having nightmares about my own funeral and these vivid nightmares of, you know, being there and who was at the funeral. And then I would wake up in a cold sweat. Um, and she would ask me questions like, well, what if you do die? You know, didn't you choose an amazing partner, you know, that you will trust your kids with? And it was true, but it was like just the thought of not being there with them anymore, you yeah. know, and just like peep, somebody else vocalizing that sounds really scary. I know. So it was, it was a long, tough run, but I, you know, I did everything the therapist said, you know, I exercised, I meditated, you know, I was doing the work and, you know, I thought to myself, I'm fighting, I'm fighting the fight, but I'm fighting for my life. Like I, I don't want to be like this. I don't want to be worrying about my health issues. And, you know, and then, so my husband would say, if you're worried about a health concern, go to the doctor, you know? So I was there pretty much every other week, you know, I'd be like, oh, there's a, there's a lump in my leg. And then it would end up being like a little fat deposit, you know, right. like things where I was, it was almost like I was looking for things. Um, mm -hmm. So then after several visits, my doctor suggested that, you know, she thought I had anxiety um, and it would probably be in my best interest to be medicated. So I agreed with the anxiety part, but there was a part of me that didn't want to go on medication. I don't know if I was worried that it would change my personality. Like I just was uncertain about the side effects. You know, there was a lot to it. Mm -hmm. um, but the fight was becoming exhausting. And because I feel like most people didn't really know. Like, I feel like most people would have described me as like an upbeat person with a lot of energy. It was almost like I was burying this anxiety. But then when I was at home or alone, that's where it would all surface. Um, so then it came to the point where um, this, this was five years running, Melissa. So from ages wow. 32 to 37, I was dealing with the anxiety. Um, but one night I went to a birthday party with a couple of my friends and a close friend of mine told me that she was really sorry that she hasn't talked to me and that she had been in the hospital. And she's like, I'm sorry I didn't call you, but I thought I was having a heart attack and it ended up being anxiety driven. Mm -hmm. So she said, I went on Lexapro and it has been a game changer. It has helped me, you know, balance my life and not worry day to day. So then I gave it a second thought and thought to myself, why, why am I fighting this battle with medication? You know, what if I try it and see what happens? 
Um, and I have to be honest, it was the best thing I've ever said yes to. Yes. Like, I, like I was saying, like, I'm really into data and I'm really fact-based. And what I realized is that, that my serotonin levels were low after giving birth, but it was coupled with a post-traumatic stress from the cancer diagnosis. So it's my body needed that supplement of serotonin to level myself off. So yeah. And so when I start, and I'm only took like a tiny, but even my doctor would say, you're only taking a tiny dose. Like this is not a lot. And I'm like, was it a placebo effect? I don't know, but it really did help me. Um, and it just turned my life around and my worries about health subsided. You know, I wasn't constantly checking my skin anymore. I wasn't going to the doctor every other week. Uh-huh. And I just felt like I was finally able to just be the best version of myself. I was, it was like a weight had been lifted. You know, I was out of the rabbit hole, you know, this black hot cloud from over my head has moved on. So uh-huh. it really, really was a game changer for me. Um, So yeah, so now 12 years later, I'm really proud to say that I feel great. I feel balanced. I'm really rarely even thinking about health things. I may still go to my visits and everything, but um, I had to go to the dermatologist recently. And, you know, usually in the past, I would have been really nervous and, you know, shaking and sweating, Mm -hmm. but it, it was the opposite. I went in like I didn't have a care in the world and the PA asked me a series of questions and, you know, like, do you have excessive headaches? Do you have any shortness of breath? And I answered all the questions without even thinking twice. Um, It was a, the visit was five minutes total, but um, as I walked out into the parking lot, it's like the sun was shining on me. And I just like had this moment where I thought, this has been 12 years and I, I did it. Like I conquered my fears, you know, my anxiety. I, I was so proud of myself and I think I did it. I think I did a hard thing just like Glennon Doyle would say. So, Mm -hmm. so yeah, so now I feel like I'm able to, uh, I've grown so much. I've been, I feel like I'm living my best life and, you know, I think I just want people to know that, don't give up because you're always worth it, even when it's hard. Um, if you're obsessing about health things, you're not alone. Like I always felt like I was the only person that was dealing with those issues. But the more people you talk to, especially after pregnancy, a lot of people are experiencing the same thing I did. Um, and that medication can be a really good thing and that I don't ever want there to be a stigma attached to it because I feel like some, it's a chemical imbalance with your brain and things that you need to, you know, you might need a little help supporting yourself in that way. Um, and the last thing is even when you think that your life is dark and it looks that way and feels that way that you can always create your own light. So I love it. That's, that's what I've learned. That's, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Me that. I, feel, I do feel like I have been medicated for so long. I actually have been, I have had anxiety disorder since I was truly three years old. Like, but this, yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Um, but this was, you know, this was like the eighties or maybe, yeah, I was born in 82. So I was like, I just remember like being at preschool and my mom was late to pick me up. And I just started crying to my preschool teacher. I'm like, she died in a car accident. She got hit by a car. Yeah. So like, I have been crazy anxious forever. And mm-hmm. 
I do feel like they're, I don't, I think it's definitely gotten so much better, but there definitely is like somewhat of a stigma against getting on meds, you know? know. And I think, I think a lot of people, their anxiety does start like postpartum, you know, because they're like, I've never felt this way before. So yeah, I'm really glad you like got that help for yourself. Thank you. And I know, and I just feel like you have to put the work in and not give up because it's so worth it. And it can get better. You know that I feel like that's my biggest takeaway because when you're in it, you feel like you're just spiraling out of control and, you know, and it's just this Mm -hmm. feel like this heavy weight on your, like on your back or within your body. And that's what for that's what medication did for me. I'm the opposite now. It's like, I, (laughs) I'm like, Oh, I have a bump in my leg. I'm sure it's fine. You know, it's like, I'm on the whole other side of the spectrum. Yeah. me for life though. I don't need to be constantly worrying. You know, I'm like, I go to my visits, I do what I need to do. And I am a healthy person. So I just, it just took me a long time back to that point, but it feels great. And, you know, I feel like I was missing out on things in life because I was perseverating on all of the things that could be, or the what ifs, you know, which are easy to do. Um, But I do know a lot of people are dealing with anxiety just you know, post COVID. And I think there is a lot going on. And it is good to know that, you know, you have these venues like podcasts, or you have books you can read or your support group, or, you know, your school counselor, you can reach out to to, for that level of support. You know, definitely. Are you still on meds? I am. But I funny because when I went to the doctor last time, she it's like night and day. It's funny because she knew me, you know, 12 years ago and she knows me now and our visits are so different. And sometimes I'll even mention, remember when? And she's like, yes, I do remember. But she was always so kind and had the best bedside manner, which meant so much to me. And um, she, she even said, like, I don't really think you need to take them anymore. So there's part of me that's like, should I, you know, I, I'm, uh, I'm debating what to do. So I might slowly try it. Uh-huh. But part of me is like, it works for me. So I'm not sure if that's what I want to do at this point. I don't know. I, I'm going to think about it. I haven't made a decision yet. Have you ever, have you been on the same med since you started? The same one, the same one. It's a version of Zoloft and it's 20 milligrams. It's barely, that's usually, she said that when she diagnoses that medication, it's usually more, usually 50, but mine's, yeah, mine's less than that. Yeah. But everyone needs something different. You know, it just depends on the person. Some people have to try a bunch of different ones and, you know, I've been on the same one, not for 20 years, but probably, probably got on it when I was like 22. So okay. almost 20 years. Um, yeah. I mean, I truly don't think I would st- still be alive. I mean, I have had like the most insane mental health ups and downs. So I think I absolutely think medication like saved my life and it actually helped like I got the most horrible cancer diagnosis ever, brain cancer. And I was more calm about it because I had been medicated. I mean, I wasn't calm. I was, you know, out of my mind. But, like, I already had been medicated for so long. And, like, I don't know. It was easier for me because I under, like, I just had already experienced so much anxiety. I know. And you probably had strategies to to calm yourself. You know, I feel like that's the other piece of it, like having the medication, but then also 
getting the therapy or getting the strategies that help you yes. calm your body. And I think that's what I need with anything. Like if you have ADD or if you have a learning disability or if you have, you know, OCD, it's always having the strategies to know what helps you. And it's different for everybody, you know, yeah. but um, no, I think that's great. I know I'm so proud of you. You are so hard. And I can't wait to hear this podcast, but all the, like what you continue to do, your message out. Thank you. Um, Yeah. So I just wanted to, unless you have anything else you want to just add, I just wanted to close up with asking you a few like fun questions because stuff on this podcast can get a little heavy, you know, it's like serious. (laughs) I mean, that's kind of. I think like, there's so many fun podcasts, but like, yes. I was sort of like, listen, I am going through something unbelievably hard that most people are like, I mean, everyone says to me, like, I couldn't do this if I were you. And I'm like, you don't have a choice. I told my mom the other day, I'm like, you can either like jump off a bridge into traffic or you can, you know, do your treatments and trust your doctors. So yeah, that's kind of where we are. Um, so I just want to ask you some fun questions. Um, okay. Let me see. Okay. Um, have there been any, like, I never, I watched The Office and 30 Rock over and over on Peacock. That's all I like, everyone's like, have you watched this? I'm like, no, I don't know why. It's like, I want to watch these shows, but I don't. Um, okay. Tell me some, if you've been watching any fun shows. Okay. So my husband and I went back to Stranger Things and we watched um, season four, which I think is a must see. We really were able to get into it. And that was a show we really enjoyed together. Because mm-hmm. um, sometimes like for the other show I've been watching is Virgin River. Oh, I, I love the first season, but I stopped watching. Do I, need okay. to, do I need to watch all of it? I would continue. I feel like it's like a cross. It's like a hallmark, you know, that good vibes feeling like in a small town. So I have really enjoyed it. And there's a couple of my friends in the neighborhood who also watch it. So we, you know, we'll t- we're like, have you watched it yet? You know, we kind of check in with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are probably my two that I've been watching lately. Uh, oh, wait, there's one more. Working Moms is a great one. It is, for me, laugh out loud hysterical because it's about moms in a play group. And they and they're all they all have their different personalities and perspectives of how you should raise your kids. So it's kind of fun to see, like, who you can connect with. So, yeah, those have been my three. I it's, have never heard of Working Moms. What channel is it on? It is on Netflix. And yeah. it is hysterical. I think you would really like it. Is there anyone, like, I would have heard? of in it uh you know actually I can't think of anyone who's that famous like that you know has been in any like type of popular shows lately yeah but like all the moms go to a play group and you know one of the women says like oh we don't say that like we don't say no to our kids and then you lord the other moms who are like I don't think so you know like they're they're the real the real deal I'm, I'm not a mom, but I'm like fascinated by mom behavior. Like I know, like I was a nanny for like 10 years and then my sister's a mom and most of my friends are moms. So I am fascinated by like mom behavior and the rules, the rules and the non-rules they have. Oh yeah. I feel like healthy boundaries are a really good thing. And your kids absolutely need to hear that word. I'm sorry. That's just my thought. But, um, I, (laughs) yes, totally. Everyone's different, you know. And you've gone through like your oldest is what, 14? 
the yes, he's 14, going to high school this year. Oh my god, is he going to Nequa or where is he going to go? Yeah, he'll be going to Nequa Valley, and then my youngest is at Crow Middle School. So he's- oh my gosh, you've yeah, you've gone through like all the stuff. Well, now you're going to have a high schooler, which is a whole new ball yeah. game. I feel like these teen years are definitely. Everyone says the like when the kids are young and toddlers, it's hard, and it is because it's so physically demanding. And I feel like now that they're older, it's mentally demanding in that, like, there's just so many tough conversations we've had to have in the last, like, two years. So, you know, because they're mature enough to understand certain things. And, you know, you're going through all the topics, like girlfriends and, you know, drinking and, yeah. you know, uh, puberty. It's the, the grown-up stuff that you're like, I am not ready to talk about yeah. this. So yeah. We're all in. I feel like we're really open. I learned that the more factual you can be, like just stating the facts is a really good way to go about it. And so, yeah, I feel like we're in a good place, but it has been a huge adjustment. Like I do miss those times, like when I was rocking my little baby and Mm -hmm. being to them. And so it is a little different, but I I do love it. I do really do love it. Okay. Um, Also, I want to know, well, here, I'll ask you this. What is your, I don't know how much you travel, but, um, What's your favorite place you've ever traveled to? And what is a place you would really love to travel to? Okay. So that that's really interesting you, you, that you asked that because I, this summer so far in the last, let's see, six to seven weeks, we've already gone to six different states. Oh my and, God. And it's been everything pretty close though. Like we went to Lake Geneva for a baseball tournament. Then like the next week, my husband and I went to Nashville for our friend's 40th, you know, mm-hmm. and that turned, I went to visit Colleen in Kansas, you know, like there are so many different things. It's been great. But I would have to say, I love a vacation where you can have the best of both worlds, like the beach, being relaxing and by the water, but then oh, also a little adventure. So uh, I would say my top two would be Hawaii and Aruba. Oh my God. We went to Hawaii for a honeymoon mm-hmm. and then we went to Aruba for our 10 year anniversary. Oh. So, and it was nice because we snorkeled, you know, we went boating, but then you have that time on the beach and you can have like a nice dinner and some drinks. And, you know, so I like a little adventure as well as some relaxed time. I My husband's always like, you always want to find, you know, the adventure. So, yeah. <laughs> and he, he has taught me how to relax a lot more. So I think that's another for sure. Is he like a total beach guy? Yes. And I, he loves it. Like, he's like, I just want to go to the beach. I want to be by the pool, you know, because I yeah. feel like we don't really have that here as much. So I feel like that's his ideal relaxation mode, you know, where he's just in the sun and relaxing and, you know, we'll have like a Sudoku book by the beach. So yes. yeah, that's, that's his mindset for sure. Like we in the Midwest, I feel like anytime we go to like Florida or something, it's just like, this is a whole new world. I think Colleen was like, I'm over Florida. And I'm like, I will never get over Florida because it's like, it's almost like a different country because we're in like landlocked Illinois, which I love Illinois. You know, I love, it's great. It's a great state. I love, I live in the city. I love it. But I mean, yeah, going to Florida to me is like. I don't know, going to a tropical place. I know. And there's so many different, you know, locations, cities you can see, you know? Yeah. So 
I feel like a lot of our friends in the neighborhood go to Destin mm-hmm. and, and they road trip and we haven't done that yet. So I'm like, maybe that would be something we would do next. You know, it's not just, I know a lot of people go to Disney or, you know, some people go to Key West. There's just, I mean, there's so many different areas to see there. So yeah, I'm not done with Florida for sure, but yeah. there's, yeah, there's definitely a lot of places I still want to visit. I mean, Is there anywhere like in the world or in the U.S. that you haven't been that you would just desperately want to go to? Yes. I, my mom and I were planning a trip to Italy for her 70th and my 45th, and we didn't make it because of COVID. So it was funny, though, for Christmas, she gave me a canvas of the Amalfi Coast, and it was like <gasps> paint by number. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I lo- Oh, did you paint it? Or you... I- still working on that but oh my god that sounds so fun I know she tried to bring that to me but I would still love to do that um that's definitely I would love to bring our kids there my Mm -hmm. hasn't been to Europe yet so yeah I think that Italy is my top for sure you've you've got to go you've got to make it happen on there have you been there I have been there. Yeah. I want to go back. I want to spend, so I went to Rome, okay, Florence, and we did a day trip to Tuscany. I would want to go and spend more time in Tuscany. So okay. like wine country. Yes. That would be, you should definitely do it too. I know. You need to do it though. Like you guys, okay. like get him a passport. I need to renew my passport. That's expired what I- this month. But, okay. um, Hold yeah. like, that. like in the I- next, I would say two to three years. <laughs> yes. <laughs> totally. I'll figure it out, but I think that would be I've been to a lot of places. I wouldn't say a lot. I mean, I've been to a good deal of places in Europe. I would definitely say, like, I think my favorite city is Copenhagen in Denmark, but country, absolutely Italy. Like, it is the whole country. I mean, there's beautiful parts everywhere. So if you go, I can give you some good tips. Well, um, I went to Portugal back when I was 26. Yeah, that feeling, you know, you're spoiled by beauty, like the architecture, like nothing here in the United States is as old. So it's like all of, I just love seeing like the cathedrals and, you know, there's just so much history. So I, yes, I, we will, we were, we're going to get there. <laughs> Good. You got to make it happen. Okay. Well, thank you so much for you're being welcome. on the show today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. It was so great catching up. And I look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you. Me too. Bye, Michelle. Thank you so much to Michelle for being on the show today. Sorry, towards the end, there was a little bit of like glitchiness because I was talking over her. But um, thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you so much to everyone listening. And if you would like to follow me, I'm taking back Tuesday's pod on Instagram and Facebook. And if you'd like to be on the show, please send me an email. Taking back Tuesdays pod at gmail.com. Thanks so much.